0: Welcome, everyone, to another rant-filled, not-happy, somewhat-happy, mildly episode of Conversation with Shelby Green. I am your host, Shelby Green, swig of Mountain Dew from Taco Bell from The Working Man. Look that ice full of ice in that drink, baby. Alright, y'all, so, give me an update. Now, originally, I had planned this episode. I was going to give you guys two movie reviews this week. I was going to review the Rob Zombie's The Monster Movie. The monsters movie, and then I was gonna rank, give you a full review on the movie, and then I was gonna rank Rob Zombie's films from best, worst to best, and I was gonna review Hocus Pocus 2. I was gonna give you a two movie review, and just give it to you. But what happened was, I got my mandatory day at my job got called, and basically, I got off work uh, Saturday morning because everybody know I work not everybody knows and knows I work nights, and I was gonna work. Um, I was gonna turn around and work. Whatever, so I got I went home. at I got up seven that morning, excuse me. Got home, lay down at 9 o'clock. Tried to fall asleep. Slept about an hour. Got up about uh, ten 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 thirty, and went to my stepson's baseball game. Went to his baseball game, and then went straight to work. Worked eight, eight hours. I got home. My girlfriend was having a movie night, and they I saw the basically towards the end of Hocus Pocus two. So I don't feel like I should give I, – and I was playing on that Saturday doing watching both those moves. I was going to get off work, watch the Monsters, stay up, go to the baseball game, come home, take a little nap, and then watch hoax-pokes two later that night, and it didn't happen. And then yesterday I was at playing a big ball tournament for the Indianapolis RBI League here in Indianapolis, and I just didn't have the time. And then I had a little time this morning, but – you know, I got some guys from work that play. Like, we go out to Tech High School here in Indianapolis, and we play a little pickup ball and um, went and played ball in the gym. Dad was there. We all ran, you know, got some wins and stuff. So, I just now got home about an hour ago, so I'm just not sitting down. So, it's duty calls. I got to give you guys an episode per week. I'm giving you everything I can right now, guys. But it is what it is. So, really, it's just going to be I'm going to give you the contents of what's going on in my life the next couple weeks because I'm going to be very busy. Basically, in eight days, I will be down there in Myrtle Beach my girlfriend. My stepson are going to take a vacation. We're going down there. And we're also going to Fort Stewart, Georgia to see my sister as well. It's a four-hour drive from Myrtle Beach. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to that and everything else. So, But I also know what's coming out. So here's the plan, guys. My goal is to get you those that monsters and that Hocus Pocus 2 review out. And my goal is I'm going to have this podcast drop. But what I'm going to do is... I've already talked to my producer, my editor, that I said, look, I'm going to push about within the next eight to nine days, I'm going to push about three episodes. And basically, I'm going to push this episode out, obviously, then I'm going to do the Hocus Pocus and Monsters review. And then I'm going to turn around, and this Saturday is WWE Extreme Rules, and the new Hellraiser movie comes out Friday. So I'm going to give you the Monsters, Hocus Pocus in one day. Like I said I would, I'm going to give you a Hellraiser review, which is going to be a short little podcast, but I'll do a whole review on that, the franchise, and, that. and then I'm going to do a WWE Extreme Rules review, and then I'll be on vacation, those episodes will be out, and then when I come back from vacation, I'm going to review Halloween Ends, I'm going to do a whole episode on that, and then the following episode that week, I'm going to give you a full subject matter of where does the Halloween franchise go, a ranking of the franchise, my thoughts on if we should continuation of the franchise or whatever, so that's what I have planned coming up. So be expecting that. Unless something (laughs) changes, that is what's going to happen. But I will talk a little bit about some sports this week. And I don't think there's a lot of of rumor wrestling talk. I know that there is rumor about the White Rabbit being revealed this Sunday. Or this Saturday Extreme Rules. As I'm recording this. And I think on Monday, October 3rd. So the 8th is Saturday. So everybody's talking about it's Bray Wyatt. I hope it is. Because if it isn't Bray Wyatt, the person who debuts the White Rabbit, people are going to shit all over that. Annex in Philadelphia, the smartest crowd of all, all of them. So, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk about my weekend of sports. Let's start with Saturday with Louisville football. Woosa. That team is 2-3. and three. It has no business being 2-3. and three. It has no business at all. I've tried for years to be patient with Scott Satterfield, and I'm fed up. I'm fed up with Brown as our defensive coordinator, who is piss poor at best. I can't stand him. I can't stand what he's done. I think it's asinine the way things are going right now. I'm just, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I just remember how that program was ten years ago. I remember how it was six years ago, and where it's fallen the last five years. It's just the 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 impatience I have right now. Scott Satterfield, I want out of the university of little. I'm fed up. But, here's the thing. Scott Satterfield's contract runs out to 2024. Now I apologize for my stomach ground. I don't know why it's growling because I just got done eating. Here's my thing. He's got that class coming in. Like Bob Alvano said about two or three weeks ago on his radio show, I believe, but oh, Scott Skyfield is under the right to coach his recruiting class. That is true. Unfortunately, that is true right now. I will say this, though. I think that offensive coordinator we got, I, I, his name escapes me right now, and I'm drawing a blame, but y'all can hear me right now. You know what I'm talking about. I think he should be the primary play caller, and Scott Skyerfield should just be the head coach. I really believe that. I think Scott skyfield has got a great mind for offense. I think the problem is it, it, it's not – he wants to run the ball and get 200 yards of rushing. I understand that and I get that wholeheartedly. I understand it. Great, but look, man, you gotta, you have to throw the football. And I'd be honest with you. Losing Tyler Harrell Her- 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 to Alabama showed me one thing: we don't have any deep threats. Deep ball receivers. We don't have a guy who can go on a post route or a shallow cross and just take off on a vertical or just take off. We don't have anybody. We got good route runners, but you ever realize that Scott Satterfield's job when they throw the ball, they go slants across the middle, or they go to the corners constantly. They never go to the, they hardly ever go to the middle. If it is, is on a slant. And the middle of his offense is always wide open because it's whatever. I will say this about Malik Cunningham. This ain't all his fault. And I know Louisville fans have been extremely hard on him. If you're not a Malik Cunningham fan, I'm going to be polite to tell you just to go fuck yourself because without Malik, we don't win a ball game. Now, he's cost us some games, I understand, but you're going to get that with every guy. The biggest problem with Malik Cunningham, man, he's had to follow Lamar Jackson. Let's be honest. In the comparison of the total touchdowns, let's look, man, Lamar did that two and a half years at Louisville. And that's the fact. We have got to stop comparing those two. We have to stop comparing those two because it's not going to work. That's not going to happen. You cannot You cannot do that. You cannot compare those two guys. You can't. And then he gets hurt against Boston College. The fact we, we were a 13 and a half point favorite against Boston College when we got beat. I think our front four is good on defense. I really believe that. It's better than anybody in the country. I think our linebacking core has some issues, and I think our secondary is fucking trash. It is trash, and it is trash, and it is fucking trash. Let me say it for the fourth time. It's fucking motherfucking trash, and that's a fact. I will also say this. Jeff Brom has won some games at Purdue, and I'm going to put this out here right now. We can do better than Jeff Brom. I don't want Jeff Brom. I don't want him. Uh, he can do this. He can do that. I don't want Jeff Brom. I blocked that bring Brom home guy on Facebook today, on Twitter today, excuse me. And I don't plan on ever speaking. I I hope that guy just goes away and the shot across. He just people think Brom's this answer to the saviors. I look at that offensive coordinator from TCU and I go, hmm, that's a guy right there. Obviously, you know our boy Hurt in the NFL, defensive coordinator for the CLC Hawks. I think that's the guy we can go with. They gotta get somebody up there. If they do, if Sirefield's contract runs out and they don't renew it or they fire him, here's the thing: what they need to do, they need to go get a guy who's got some young and group and energy, some energy. I was at the Louisville Florida State game two two weeks ago, and I saw Mike Novell on the sidelines of Florida State. That play, he mean he he's he's got energy and he's getting guys. I mean, there's Florida State, but still, Louisville's got great facilities and shit. There's no reason why you go to that stadium; it's a beautiful stadium they got down there. There's no reason why Louisville should be two and three in football. There's no reason for it. And also, I want to talk about the. this is the one time I'll mention their name. That that school down there in Lexington that wears that blue and white shit. Will Levis is the number one picking the upcoming NFL draft. Yeah, about that. Play like Askins, Ole Miss on a road. There's a test. He needs a big game. He ain't had one yet. Stop with the over You You fans down there saying, we want Georgia. We want Alabama. We want this. You ain't going to beat Tennessee and you ain't going to beat Georgia. So, there's two losses there. And... You know, well, we're going to beat you guys. You never know. I'm still holding, up, uh, holding out hope for that because I'll never admit that. Fuck them. Plain and simple. Anyway, so here's the thing. Sarefield deserves a right to coach that class. I know that, but they're not going to fire him. Josh Hurd, I believe in him. Now, if Louisville doesn't win a game, they lose to Virginia, Pittsburgh, and they go two and five. Fuck. They might pull the plug. They might lose. If they lose to Virginia this week on the road, they go 2-4, and four, they might do it. I just, I don't think they're going to fire him. I believe in Josh Hurd. I think he's the right guy for the job because I love what he's done with basketball right now. I love what's going on with the basketball program. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but I'm going to talk about the Steelers. All right, I'm going to talk about the Steelers next, and then I'll jump back into a little basketball because I want to be positive to end this fucking thing, this podcast today about that. But yeah. Now let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fuck. I don't think Mitch Trubisky was playing that bad on Sunday against the Jets. <laughs> but there was no energy valve. As soon as Kenny Pickett gets out there, everybody talks about the picky through to chase Claypool. First off, Claypool had the ball on his hands. It wasn't the best pass, but he had his hands on the ball. If you're gonna pad it up, bat it down so nobody can grab it, grab it, because he could- it was a catchable ball by like Claypool. And then the second pass he, he uh, you know, Pickett had an interception with Fryerbooth. It was high, but Fryerbooth still had his hands on it. And then the third one was a Hail Mary, so it is what it is. I really believe Kenny Pickett, that's our quarterback. The offense feels better with him. You know, she, George Pickens looked like the, like the guy we all thought he was going to be for us. But I'll tell you right now, I, I put a Facebook status out, and I said again, the Steelers have way too much talent to be one and three. Plain and simple, there's no reason. Did you look at the next four games the Steelers got, man? Fuck, you got Tampa, Buffalo, Miami, and Philly. I don't know if it's in that order, but I know that's the next four games they got. They got to win. They got to win at least three of those games. They got to be 500 after this stretch. They have to be. If not, we're in trouble. They're in trouble, man. Because Baltimore will find a way to close games out. They'll get their way because they'll, they'll figure it out. And Cincinnati is still going to be Cincinnati. Cleveland, we don't know what they're going to be. I don't give a shit about Cleveland, to be honest with you. But Pittsburgh, has gotta get they got to get together. And I'm going to say this. Matt Candy, our offensive coordinator, if you cannot make this work with Kenny Pickett, he has got to go. He has got to go. And I love me some Mike Tomlin, but Mike, man, been a quiet three or four years in Pittsburgh, dude. I know you haven't had a quarterback. I know you've had some injuries. But look, man, I'm not impatient with Mike. I'm not. I put a stats out that Mike's job shooting question, I, uh, Tomlin's job shooting question. I said that yesterday, and I, I did quickly deleted I was thinking, what the fuck am I thinking? I love Mike Tomlin. But, man, look, it's been a really rough three or four, or five years as a Steelers fan. It's just time, man. It's just time that we got to get, we got to, there's got to be some positivity going through. Where, like, we got to win a playoff game or something. If you get in a wild card, win a playoff game, P- fight, compete. TJ Watt's got to stay healthy, too, man. That's another thing. And Mika Fitzpatrick's been playing his ass all year long. Everybody's hyping up this defense. The problem is the defense is off the field, on the field the majority of the time because the offense can't move the ball. Yesterday, they got a break. If Kenny Pickett don't turn that ball, we come down, we get a field goal, or if we get a field goal. Even that game's over. With. That defense had momentum. We were turned. We were forcing turnovers. And let's be honest, the Jets have got some guys on that team. That Jets team is getting better. They're getting better. They're, they're coached well. I think Zach Wilson's their quarterback of the future. They got a lot of talent, but still, it doesn't matter, man. They're the Steelers are better than Jets. You look on paper, they are. It is what it is. So. I think, you know, Thomas said yesterday Because goes, I'll dress next week when it's next week. Well, I think Mike Thomas letting you know Kenny Pickett needs to start. You guys, you just gotta do this. It's time. It's time. You have to do this. And Najee Harris, he started running the ball well yesterday. But we I need Najee to get me, I need Najee Harris to get me eight yards rushing, at least 20 to 30, 25 to 35 yards of receiving. I need Najee Harris has got to get us 120, 130 yards of total offense. For us to have a chance to win, we got to. We got no. We have no choice. We have to. It has to happen. Najee Harris is the important. The Najee Harris can be one of the be, top three to five best running backs in this game. Problem is, his offensive line is dog shit. It's it, it's dog shit. The reason why Trubisky got benched yesterday was because Trubisky's a decent quarterback. The problem is, man, he's he's too conservative. He's scared lose his job. Let's be honest, the Chicago Bears traded up the pass on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson for this guy. And he pressured Chicago. He was never given a fair shot in Chicago. Yes, he was a star, but man, you named outside of Allen Robinson, what one weapon he had that was worth a shit. They had. They, he's had some decent running backs, but they're nothing to blow away by. So you, you go to Pittsburgh, think okay, I'm gonna get a chance, fine, I'm gonna get a chance, fine, and then they draft Kenny Pickett. I feel bad for the guy a little bit, but then again, he's got more money than me. He's an NFL quarterback, so it is what it is. I don't, I mean, everybody's, I mean, there's some people out there feeling bad for Mason Rudolph. Why? He's had chance after chance to start. He's had chance after chance to start, and he's came up short every fucking time. It's just the truth. I got a buddy of mine say he's punch drunk. Which is fucked up in <laughs> the Miles Garrett situation. Let's just be. Let's just be. Let's just. Let's just. Let's just be honest about it. Come on, guys. Let's just be. Let's just be straight up honest. You know, Steelers have got to be four and four after this next four game stretch. They have to we go three and one. They've got to be. They've got to be. Hell, if they're three and five, if they're just competitive and getting closer and closer, that's fine. It's a good sign. But look, man, that's eight games. And then you know you think like you got 17 game season you know clock's ticking guys like it's like they should be I'll give you I'll give you the fucking um, the, I mean I'll give you the New England game that was piss poor but the Cleveland game okay I, we should beat New England and the Cleveland game I'll give you this they should at least be two they should be three to one minimum. They should have beat New England, and they definitely should have won that game yesterday. The, the The Browns game, I'll give it to you. They, they, it is what it is. But come on, man, let's be honest. Jesus Christ, get it together, Pittsburgh. Come on. Also, by the way, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are for real. I want to point that out. And Jalen Hurts MVP talks deserve it. Jalen Hurts has improved everything he's done and offense around him. So that's your boy. And Josh Allen for Buffalo is playing his ass off too. Buffalo and Eagles are the two best teams in the NFL right now. They are. Um, let's talk about some Lova Cardinal basketball. Now we're going to talk good here. Louisville Live has got a lot of five-star recruits, but Kenny Payne can't recruit. You know, I just see every time that you know the rumors about DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, Aaron Bradshaw came out talking about, oh, um, they're going to be at Big Blue Madness down there at um, down there at uh, Lexington, and well, the team wears blue and white down there, and. They're going to be there, but they're not going to, supposedly, they're not going to visit Louisville live. Okay. They're not going to visit Louisville live. They're not going to visit. I just know one thing and one thing for sure. We got a guy that has played at the University of Louisville, was an alumni, won a national title as a freshman, who has on his staff one of the best guards that Duke's had in the last 20 years in college basketball. For Duke University. We got another guy who's a top upcoming assistant with Oregon. Out on the West Coast. One of the top upcoming assistants in college basketball. And you got the greatest Kansas Jayhawk to ever lace a pair of sneakers. And that comes with company. And who's had 20 to 30 years of experience as a coach. With David Manning. And you got one of the greatest guards ever to play at Louisville. Milt Wagner. And I'm going to talk about Iceman here in a minute. Do you think Kenny Payne's gonna fail? You don't think he's gonna land somebody? When he learns his lands his first big five-star recruit, I'm gonna go on Twitter and I'm gonna say, hey, Rashawn Myers, guess what? Kenny just got a big recruit. Hey, all these other guys that hate on like the, the guy who's a the Nolan and Smith are frauds, and can't recruit type of guy. Because Rashawn Myers has been negative since day one about Kenny Payne. He's been, well, Chris Mack was able to get a five-star recruit. Well, you know what? Let's be honest. Look at what, how Chris Mack was recruiting a Louisville since he got that five-star class. With David Johnson those guys, look how they panned out. Why would anybody want to go to Louisville? Ask yourself that real quick, since you know so much about the game of basketball, Rashawn Myers. Oh, I've been covering Louisville for this long, and I don't give a shit. I got a little small-ass podcast that maybe five or ten people in the world listen to. I don't give a shit. It's my opinion on it. I'm just sick and tired every time you run your mouth on Twitter and you tweet something about how and you know, like I, you tweet about, like, this was a big loss for Kenny. He lost another guard and everything else. How do you know that? And then you got that guy that, that who's that, um, that Haley Van Stane Twitter account. He's just negative about everything about the, well, he missed on guard. We expect much. They have no hope for us. They've been they, haven't been, they haven't been on staff a full year. They kept every key player on that roster that we wanted back came back. And he added, you know he kept Kamara Lynch as a freshman. He also added Devin Reed. If I sp- uh, you know the kid from LSU that decommit, who I think is going to be great for us. He added Brandon Huntley, a former top five player in the country the year before that coming in. You get him coming, and you get Fabio, who I think everybody tell you about this Fabio kid. And I think this Fabio kid is going to play a lot, guys. And don't be your thing is you don't need to worry about Fabio scoring. What you need to worry about is Fabio learning how to lock somebody down with his length. But yeah, like when Kenny Payne delivers that first five star recruit. I'm just gonna be running right my mouth and just sit there and tell everybody like I told everybody about this guy. Plain and simple. And I apologize for that if you feel like was a like a we jumped whatever on the conversation. I got a phone call and I had to pause the show for a little bit as we recording this. But I want to talk about Milt Wagner. I said a couple weeks ago on my show about how you think they were gonna hire Milt and they didn't think they have a shot DJ. And it ain't also about just DJ guys. It's about player development and getting the alumni back and fall fall school. And the phone's ringing. I will pause this again. Just got a level when the girlfriend calls me. She says she's going to get you something. And she left the store. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, but back to what I'm saying. The future is bright for little basketball. I expect Kenny Payne to land three more recruits for the 2023 class. If they don't get DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw, here's what I would go with Isaiah Miranda, Johnson out in California, 6'6 guard. And I like to see them get George Washington, the third, that combo guard. I like to see him get them. Or how about this? Maybe DJ goes to Kentucky or Bradshaw goes to Louisville, or vice versa. If you land, you get those five guys like I mentioned with that class coming in, and you possibly bring the certain guys back. It's gonna be a hell of a year for Louisville basketball, hell of future. I'm just very upset right now with certain Louisville fans that Louisville. I always I say it again. Louisville fans forgot. They forgot. What they knew about basketball, we used to know what we we're talking about. all of a sudden, now the whole thing changes. I'm calling guys out from now on, and you guys can call me out for wherever you want. I don't give a damn. But I'm telling you right here and right now, the future is bright, with little basketball. Plain and simple, you guys can say what you want to say, say whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me none. So, I'm a second generation fan, and I know the history of the, the, the history of the program. And I know what Kenny Payne's doing, and I love it. Like he said the other day after the opening of Denny Crum Hall, which I admit is gorgeous. Kids are lucky, man. Those guys down there are lucky. <laughs> <laughs> have a place like that. That's awesome. Like he said, goes, he knows I'm just happy to be here. And he says, Eli Ellis is a Brace Little Basketball, which means Eli's taking a leadership role. You realize, man, my, I think these guys are going to be so good. And I think also you're not going to see these guys get beat by 20, 30 points like it was last year. You're going to see Louisville – compete and play their asses off and fight. They're not going to quit. They're not going to quit, and that's what's going to happen. They're going to play their asses off. They're going to be really, really good. And I don't I Like I said, it wouldn't surprise me to see them win the Maui. It wouldn't surprise me to see them go down and beat Kentucky. And then it wouldn't surprise me in the middle of the year. They lose. A, they have a stretch where they lose some games, but they regroup. Dad and I were talking here today. They got as much talent as... They can, I can see them finishing. You know, people said the bottom tier of the ACC. Don't be surprised. They finish between 6 and 8 in the Big East, in the Big East, the ACC, and make the tournament. Just keep an eye on them, man. Just don't talk about them. Keep dogging them. Keep knocking them every time you open your mouth. I'm rooting for them. And I'll be in the Young Center this year rocking like I was last year. And it's a damn shame. You know what pisses me off more than anything about them folks down there? Y'all fool fans down there got a chance to go every home here, get a chance to go every game, and y'all don't have to take the opportunity. But I can take days off work, take vacations, and drive my ass 120 miles to get down there. I done for football, too, trust me. Pathetic. I can't stand that. Oh, well, it's just too expensive, the Yum Center. You, what you think the tickets are going to be when they move in that fucking place 10 year, 10, 12 years ago? You think it was going to be fucking cheap? The world changes, y'all. Wake the fuck up. Wake up 502? Yeah, okay. But I just I really, really am looking forward to basketball, man. I'm just excited. You know, you know, win, and lose, or tie I'm five 502 till I die. Plain and simple. It is what it is. But I gave you guys a preview for what next week's shows are gonna be about. I'm um, gonna let you know. I have been asked for people who know me about the Dahmer episode the Dahmer series. Listen, guys. Um got one more episode to go on that. And I'll be it, but I'll let you know. I'm not going to review it. Um, I've had enough of this show, to be honest with you. I'm tired of watching, tired of hearing about, it, tired of seeing every fucking TikTok about it. I'm tired of seeing people make memes about the whole Jeffrey Dahmer scene where he's dancing with the beer and shit, and people making a joke about this. It just, it just, it just, it just it's starting to be distasteful to me. It was a distasteful show anyway, but it's just now it's starting to be like, you know what? I'm sick of it, and I'm just not going to review it and not going to talk about it. So, I'm very, very, very. Um, i'm very it just i'm just so like looking forward to little best well. i'm looking forward to these next couple of weeks of this vacation I'm looking forward to seeing halloween ends also we'll throw in i'm going to review terrifier 2 the sequel to the uh 2016 film i believe i think it was 2016 2017 it came out could be wrong but i'm looking forward to watching that as well so yeah i've been hearing good things about that but so tune in, guys, next week for next week's episode. I got a lot going on. This was just a quick little step of the game episode out. But just so everybody remember, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is, straight up.